Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host Miriam Dow, Tools of the Trade. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me. Today we have a special guest on the show. Her name is Miriam Dow. Miriam Dow is a medical medium, EIT practitioner, certified hypnotist, and Reiki master. She communicates the body message regarding physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and energetic well-being. Having suffered from chronic illness herself, she specializes in helping those with chronic and long-term illness find their way back to feeling joy in life. Hello, Miriam. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for being <laughs> on the show. She's uh, a little off-put by my uh, way of saying hello there because uh, <laughs> she's trying to be a little more reserved than she usually is. <laughs> well, no, I'm usually more reserved except for when I'm with you. You sort of bring the devil out in me yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know. <laughs> I get a lot. People, people tell that, yeah, the devil made you do it. No, I made you do it. That's what it is. <clears throat> Don't worry. I'll listen up here in a minute. <laughs> As you are now. Yes. Uh, today's show, uh, we're going to talk about tarot and oracle cards because I I have had readings before. Mm -hmm. Um I just don't understand the whole tarot and uh, oracle card readings, mm -hmm. uh, even though the ones I've had have been pretty spot on. Right. Uh, but I'm just not sure of uh, of how that happens. I know I know people are uh, intuitive with their gifts, and then they use the uh, as the, the, the cards that they're using as part of it mm -hmm. uh, just mixes in with it. Uh, but I've never really understood how that works. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I'm having you on today so you can explain to our audience how that does work. Does that mm -hmm. sound okay? Yeah, that sounds huh? awesome. Awesome, because, uh, yeah, I don't know everything, but uh, so I try to bring on, it's like if I go to get my car fixed, I can't do it myself, so I go to the mechanic to get it fixed. <laughs> well, I try to find the experts and... You're an expert, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm an expert in that I know more than the average person about tarot. <laughs> yeah. And, and Oracle. <laughs> I am below the average person, that's for sure. <clears throat> so, uh, today, tell us about tarot and Oracle card questions. Like, what do people normally ask you about when they're trying to get a read? That's the thing. I don't do professional readings. I'm a hobbyist. Okay. And I, I read for family and friends, and I read for myself. Okay, Which good. some people say you shouldn't do. And sometimes, you know, if, if you've got a particularly uh, deeply buried problem, reading for yourself is impossible. But uh, for the most part, I, I studied this, and I've played with it as a hobby and not something that, you know, I go out and sit on a, at a table and do for other people. Terry and I were doing a... Uh... We were doing a festival down in Virginia, and there was a woman there who was actually doing tarot cards. And then I was noticing her, and I, was, I saw her doing something, and I said, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm just asking myself questions and picking tarot cards for myself. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. She says, don't you do that with spirit? I said, yeah, I do that all the time. She said, okay, same thing. I said, oh, okay. So my objective today really is to, to bring a layman's understanding and common sense understanding to the tarot cards because I feel like there's a lot of 
mythology around them, you know, that is just fallacious. So that's kind of what I'm coming to because I, I have bought multiple decks and I've studied this a lot and I've looked at, you know, my own response to them and, and how things work and how they played out for me. Sure. And I think I can help people who are just coming into this to kind of like de-scarify them a bit. <laughs> right. Because uh, I know uh, whenever I see, like I saw a guy uh, post something up about tarot cards one time I thought was very funny. <clears throat> and the uh, what it said was, uh, you see the girl sitting next to the woman who's, you know, got her draped little thing on. She's trying to look like she's a gypsy or something. <laughs> and because uh, everybody thinks that's what's involved in it. And uh, the woman deals out the cards and she starts telling her the truth of everything. And the, and the girl says, ah, I don't like that shit there. Shuffle that stuff up again. Because <laughs> people don't always want to hear what the truth is. They, mm-hmm. they hide from the truth all the time. And, and when they start getting the truth, they go, oh, no, maybe there's another truth. But there is no other truth. As I tell people, I can only tell the truth one way. So I can't tell it 50 ways until one way suits you. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what people yeah. think is, is going to happen. Now you can shuffle them up and something's going to come out better. But that's not the truth, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I came to tarot was um i was a it was a very strong christian years ago uh, but i was in a mess that christianity couldn't get me out of and uh, my mom knew a witch <laughs> who had created a tarot deck now now i i that word witch makes people uneasy and yes i don't i don't know the lady myself her tarot deck was very interesting to me I was, like I said, in a dark place, and I needed some some sort of, sort of guidance. And so I would do what that lady did. I would ask a question, I would just pull a card. I'll ask a question, pull a card. And I, I found out that it was it was my energy. It was it wasn't some like some mysterious thing outside myself that was talking to me. It was right. my energy that pulled the card. Right. And I was talking to myself in a sense through the pictures in the decks. And so that's when I realized that oh okay, I mean. Even though this is, you know, something that was made up by a person that I was, I mean, I've never met her. So, but it, it was made up by a person I know wouldn't normally think of myself associating with. Right. It was yet uh, a tool that I could use for my own um, self-improvement. Sure. Sure. And that's, and, and that's a good way of, of going about it as well, because when you go to someone who doesn't necessarily know you or know anything about you, that's the best way to get information about you because they have no real interest there other than just meeting you for the first time and mm-hmm. and saying okay this is the way things are going to go and it just happens that way which is which is pretty cool so it happens right there on the fly and there's nothing you can actually change about that that's going to go oh well, she knew this about me or knew that about me this is happening right, right here, now right mm-hmm. now it's immediacy yes yeah, for sure uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the difference between tarot and oracle cards. Yes. The oracle cards are are different from the tarot. The tarot decks are traditional. There are 78 cards in this deck. There are two suits. No, there are two kinds. There are the major and the minor arcana. And that means like the emperor and the empress and the high priestess and um, the magus and the fool. There would be the, the, the high the um, major arcana and in the minor arcana you have the cups the wands the pentacles which each each one has its own meaning pentacles are earth 
they are the coins. They are the manifestation of things. Water is the what the cups are water. They're in motion. The wands are will and power and you know force. The, the, the swords represent the mind. Going into the tarot, these are very old. They've been around since the 14th century. And if you have a tarot deck, you will have 78 cards. You will have the major and the minor arcana, and they may be different. Like for this deck. Instead of having a page of cups, there's a princess of wands. But the information for the princess of wands and the page of cups is pretty much the same. Okay, so there is some correlation there's between a, the two. Yeah, there's there's some slight variation between the between decks, but it's going to be slight. So and, I'm not going to be pulling cards and then go, mm, okay, gin. No, <laughs> although they did start out as some. Um, really. As playing cards, yes. Oh, okay. Um, they were they were used at parties, but anyways. So that's that's a very it's a very tarot is a very traditional it's it's this one for one 78 cards to you know and there's different kinds of tarot decks even you know that they are themed in different ways but uh, tarot is tarot right so then you've got the in between this little guy here which is the psychic tarot <clears throat> oracle deck okay well then <laughs> this guy wanted to straddle the line i mean i use this once a year i i do a drawing um from this for the 12 months but um this guy actually oh it comes with a book oh all they all do and oh, uh, goodness. that's one of the differences this is the tarot handbook for this deck for this traditional deck and it's about the size of a laptop screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. Uh, the one uh, thing I did not come with <laughs> is a instruction book, that's for sure. <laughs> right, honey? Right. right, right. <laughs> this is very complicated. It has this, this, the tarot goes into like astrology. There's different astrology signals, signs in the cards, and, and it's like very in-depth. There's pages and pages of information, and it's very intimidating. Honestly, this, this book was given to me by a lady who tried it and was so intimidated by it. She was like, you know what? I'm never going to use this here. <laughs> so there, there is a lot to learn. There is a lot to learn. Yes, right. absolutely. Um, especially for going into the, the traditional tarot. The tarot is, is really based on archetypes. Like the traditional is really archetypal. I mean, that means that's like, uh, for instance, the magician card right here. This is like, if you were to look at a story and say what archetype this is, this would be Dumbledore in uh, Harry Potter. This would be Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings. That's the Magnus archetype. And the, the Magnus turns up in different guises all over the place and he's not always an old man with a beard mary poppins is a um is a magnus archetype it's the basis of a lot of story characters and it is deeply ingrained in our subconscious mind actually carl jung is extensively referenced in this particular book because he's talking about the collective unconscious and and how these symbols and these um these character types turn up in our lives because all of us have you know, connections to these archetypes. It's, it's sure. part of our unconscious and our, <clears throat> our roles that we play in life and all of these things. Yeah, I have a role I play in life. It's almost like Dumbledore, but it's more like Doofus Door. <laughs> but it works for me. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and so I got him just for you. This oh. is the fool. <laughs> yep, that's for me. Yep. Um, but they they don't they have deeper meanings. I mean, the fool when the car shows up, it could be that this is new beginnings. This is trying something you've never tried before. Sure. This is um, this is many things that that come in. I mean, some maybe somebody's playing you for a fool. Maybe you're being foolish. You know, it just it just depends on Honey. what the context is. <laughs> 
Um, so that's that's the archetypes, and this also is extremely archetypal. And he actually kind of cheats a little bit because he puts the he he makes up new cards and new pictures, and he calls them different things. But he puts the actual tarot major arcana uh, name on the back of the card. <laughs> so he's kind of like trying to straddle both ways. Oh boy, when, I've, I've been there before. It's not easy. <laughs> when you get to the oracle cards, though, then you branch out into anything this is uh keepers of the light oracle cards and it's 45 cards of ascended masters and you pull one to see which ascended master is is wanting to, to give you a message today and what that message is and all of these have these little tiny well not tiny but these hand sized um, <coughs> booklets, sure. booklets that explain the cards this is energy oracle cards this is one of my favorites and this is 53 and this is more about life's journey. Why is it one of your favorite? Because it, I don't know. You just feel you connect with it better? Yeah, I feel I connect with it better. Okay. It's It's got a lot of uh, things about things happening and, and what events are and where you are. So, so do you believe when you are using these types of cards, as for anyone who uses these cards, they do have to feel just a connection with it? This is not just something you can just pick up and, and read and learn how to do and go, okay, now I'm a master at it. You have to actually feel as though you know, you're getting a connection with that. Yes, well, because they're great for developing intuition. That's one of the things they're great for because you have a picture in front of you and then you go within and you say, okay, what does this mean for me? Because like we said, the full card can mean many things depending on what your question was and what the context is. The identification of this goes from very general to very specific. Gotcha. And so using your intuition, and that's what the, the, the professional card readers do, is they, they look at the cards and they're not just looking at the cards or the book, because most of the professional card readers don't actually read the book at all when they're doing, <laughs> when they're doing readings. But they're, they're focused on the energy of the person across from them. They are focused on what the cards are saying, like what the vibe is coming off of, what particular aspect of that card to focus on in a given moment. It isn't something that necessarily you could just sit down in an afternoon and do. It's something you sure. kind of attune to, like anything else. Hi, I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Are you unsure of the path your life is taking? Do you need spiritual advice? Come book a reading with me and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com do you think that's a regular thing that people don't want to use the directions of things because they want to make sure they're getting out of it what they're actually getting out of it and not what they're being told to get out of it? I think that the books are really good guide marks, especially when okay. you're starting out. Sure. But once you get so familiar with a deck and you're like, oh, I've seen this space before. I know what space I was in then. I know what space I'm in now. And you, you more feel it almost like a portal of information rather than... I read the book. Now, the book right. is very useful, but it, even with that, I always say, take what jumps out of you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because there will be a phrase or something and you'll click, okay, that doesn't apply, that doesn't apply, ooh, that's good, that one actually applies to the situation, and I, I have the wisdom of that to help me go forward. So it's, it's, it is like science and art in a sense, sure. and the more that you use them, the more art comes into it, sure. basically. I never read the book. I always wait for the movie. <laughs> you do. I do. This is another deck I have, and this is the smallest deck, but it's also the most powerful. 
This is a deck of 11 cards that actually use meditation to help you focus your intention. Okay. And you just spread them out around you and put on your meditation <clears throat> music and go for it. So I'm just showing that there's there's a huge variety. Yes, and I with, see. with people um, buying tarot cards or buying oracle cards, go with what appeals to you right. always because the, the deck will speak to you and you'll be like, oh, I need to take that home with me and you walk out with it and then you begin your conversation with the deck of cards. Right, like I did recently with a, a pendulum. I went and bought myself a pendulum and what I did is I held on to each one and, and asked myself, is this the right one? Is this the right one? Until I found one and said, yep, this is the right one and said, okay, and I went with it. Yeah, And then exactly. I brought it home and it fell into pieces. <laughs> It did, really. it did. It fell apart. The chain fell apart. And when I brought it back to the store, he's like, how did it get broken so badly? I said, I don't know. I took it out of the bag and it just fell apart. And he was like, oh, my goodness. But uh, but it wasn't so much the it wasn't the stone itself that I had the problems with. It was just the chain itself. So it was a bad chain. So I just went and got another one just exactly like it and picked it up and took it home. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that kind of makes yeah. sense. Actually, you have a lot of energy, and apparently it was absorbing that. <laughs> I do, yeah. That's why we have so many problems with electrical things all the time, because whatever <laughs> I touch with electricity going through it just seems to get messed up all the time. But it's, it's me. It's my energy. So, yes. Hi, I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Are you unsure of the path your life is taking? Do you need spiritual advice? Come book a reading with me, and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com So, was there anything else you wanted to know about the tarot in particular, or the oracle? Well, I have some questions written down here. So, do tarot cards uh, or oracle cards, can they tell the future? Well, that is a kind of a gray area. It's like yes and a no. Because what the cards show is an energy vortex. It's whatever you're in at the moment. For instance, if you had an argument with someone and you want to know what you're actually thinking about the argument and what actually happened. Sure. Sometimes you can tell what happened. You're like, okay, okay, we did that again and I know what happened. But sometimes it's like, what? I don't even understand that. And so, My wife knows it happens all the time <laughs> because I'm an asshole. That's no. <laughs> It is, uh, you take the cards then and you ask the question, what actually happened? And so then you, you the spread of three would be past, present, future, gotcha. simple reading, right? So this is what caused, this is what this was something about the cause of the argument, this is what actually happened, and this is a possible outcome from it. And this is why I wanted to have you on here, because when I see someone who is pulling cards, I have no idea what cards they're pulling and why they're pulling them for what. So like you just said, past, present, and present and future, I just see them pulling them. And, and mm -hmm. so I don't know the understanding or the reasoning behind why uh, they're pulling them and, and for what particular reasons, but yes. Well, there are different spreads. Uh, that is the simplest spread. There's also a journey spread where you take, you, there's three cards on this side. There's one down, one in the middle, one down, three down. And that's, it depends on what they're drawing for. It depends on the question you asked, what spread they might use. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. again, because I, I see them pulling it and I do, sometimes they put it in one position and another position, but right. you don't know what they're actually doing that mm -hmm. for. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes they, they do a road, like just six, and sometimes they'll do three, and sometimes they'll have the little crossover. It depends on, on the complexity of the question you asked. 
and what they're feeling you need. Or maybe it's just that they chose, like, that's their favorite way to do it, so that's just the way they do it. So, you right. know, it's, it really depends on the reader. But each of these books will have suggested patterns that you can play, and they tell you what the sure. card means and what position it's in. Sure, maybe if I have someone who's pulling cards for me and she's, like, a very short person, maybe she's doing the yellow brick road because that's what she's used to. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Or not. For sure. Tiny um, person joke. <laughs> So you have past, present, future. Now, when you get to the future outcome, most of the time, that is malleable. Now, okay. there, depending on how strong the energy is, and here we get a little bit more into the blue of that card, depends on how malleable that outcome is. Sure. Because there are always choices, right? Free will. Mm -hmm. There's always a free will. So part of the information is, this is the possible future. Is that the one I want? <laughs> you know? Right. And if you are drawing the cards for them, you can tell them, okay, this is what can this is what can happen as long as you stick with this and this and this. Yes. But if you go ahead and, and change it a little bit because people do like to change things mm -hmm. and they want to put their ego in there and go, oh, I'm going to make it just a little bit better. And usually when they try to do that, it turns out even yeah. worse than, you know. <laughs> It should have just gone with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they do, but you can, like, I do a drawing with this deck. The, the yearly drawing I do is I draw one for the 12 months of the year, and then I write them down, and that, that gives each month an overarching theme. Wow. And I... I, will, I look at that sometimes, and sometimes it's absolutely spot on, and sometimes I don't see the correlation as much, but it's just kind of like a thing that I reference during the year to see, you know, what what was the energy that I was pulling at that time. Sure. And so I don't take it, like, massively seriously. Okay, this is this month, and I have to focus on No. Sure. It's just like a reference point if I want it to sure. go back and look at it. So it really depends on what you want. Now, there are some things that, like, the momentum is already there. And, <laughs> and like, you're falling down the hill, you're going to go to the bottom. Right. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> so there are some things like that that may come up that the reader is like, oh, my gosh, this is just, it's right here. And it's, like, it's coming. It's, like, practically on your doorstep kind of a thing. But most of the time, there's there's more of that, okay, we're looking at the spread. We're seeing what happened. We're seeing options and we're, we're moving from there. So I, I would be very careful about like banking on the future from tarot. What it does do is it helps you understand where you are so that you can get to where, where you want to go. <laughs> and when you're doing that, when you see cards come up like that, do you have trouble sometimes holding your composure? Because when you see the cards come up like that and you're actually thinking in your mind, pulling a card, oh, holy shit. <laughs> Oh, holy shit. Oh, holy shit. Oh. And then you have to try to keep your composure and go, well. <laughs> um, it happens. It happens. Um, because readers, regardless of what kind of reader you are, and you know this because you are one, whether you're reading the physical body or you're reading tarot or oracle cards or you're um, doing any kind of reading, there's always more information that comes up than what you give the person in front right. of you. And, and I say that for the lay people because there's a, a certain point of overwhelmment yes. that you don't want your client to be in. And right. so that, that is your kindness to them. Yes, um, yes. Whenever I do a reading for people, I always tell them, bring at least five or ten questions written down that you want me to ask for you. And then within those five or ten questions, there's usually when we start getting more information, then more questions develop because of those mm -hmm. questions. So, yes, there's always more that comes through. And mm -hmm. I try to present them with as much information as I can with, within the allotted mm -hmm. time. But, yeah. 
So you know, you, you have to to practice discretion. I mean, um, you you can see that this person is in a very bad relationship, and what they really need is a divorce. But you're not necessarily going to say that to them out loud like that. Well, maybe you won't, but I do. I tell them right off the bat, hey, get rid of this guy because he's a jerk. You know. Yeah, and that that's uh, that's according to the reader's lights as well. So sure, sure, um, it's it's your upon your discretion how you feel with you that feel person. Sure, yeah, to be led to. So it is it is a very interesting thing because the energy, like you said, the energy is the energy. You can't change what comes up. It is right. what it is. Yeah, it, it is a very interesting um, thing, and I would encourage people to play with whatever attracts them with the oracle cards, with sure. even, even with the tarot if they're into like the more massive learning kind of a thing. Because it, it helps to open your intuition. Yes. It really does. It helps to open the intuition. It helps you to um, to visualize the things that you can't say because you're not used to using it. So it helps you practice. And also, if you have something that's a naughty problem that you just can't see the woods for the trees to save your life, the weeds are way too high, then this kind of thing can help you. Whether you're doing it for yourself or if you're going to somebody else for reading, it helps you get a different picture because a lot of times we get stuck in our energy, you know? It's like you can't get out because the picture in front of you is the picture in front of you. What the tarot does is it draws another picture for you so that you can have something else to focus on other than, you know, the thing you're manifesting right now, which is (laughs) not what you want. (laughs) Right, absolutely, absolutely. Hi. I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Do you need clarity in your life? Do you have unanswered questions? If you're having doubts of who you can confide in, come and book a reading with me, and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com So, uh, I have a question here. So, it says... uh, uh, what is the difference between tarot and oracle, and how would you decide which ones you're going to use for, is it just a decision uh, that, okay, I need to use these ones or these ones, or do you usually get someone who asks you for specific kinds of cards? What's the difference? I occasionally have clients pull cards, like my, my med- medical medium clients. They sometimes have them pull cards, and oftentimes I will be guided to a deck. Okay. For myself, it depends on what I'm looking for. If so, I, I am doing a really deep reading, I'll pull these. Yeah. So you kind of know, okay, I'm doing something with someone. I just, you get the the inclination to go, okay, I need this deck of cards because it's telling me I got to use these cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I don't usually draw more, more than one or two, or I don't draw them at all. The clients actually draw them if they sure. present. But yeah, I'm always guided to which one I need. I don't use this deck very often. This is called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom Oracle Cards. But I have it, and I'm sometimes attracted to it, so I keep it around. Just in case. Just in case, yeah. So it's it's a, it's really about what you're drawn to at a given moment and okay. what you need. If you, if you were really wanting to get into symbolism and archetypes and like go the Jan- Joseph Campbell kind of route with uh, understanding or, or Carl Jung, the psychology of it, you would do the tarot. Okay. Because this is very much in depth. It's very much like one card. You could sit there and read it again and again and see different things about it. If you are lo- looking for just playing to, to open your intuition, I would I would advise gra- grabbing an oracle deck first. Okay. Simply because they are simpler and it's, a, it's an easy, easy foot in the door uh, kind of a thing. 
And again, whatever you're attracted to is yeah, fine. Not, not that one is better than the other no. one, but it seems like tarot card, I hear more of tarot card readers than I do of oracle readers. It seems just to be the more popular thing. It is, it, it is because it's very <clears throat> steep in tradition. It's very much like there's a familiarization. Again, going with the collective consciousness, everybody knows what tarot cards are. Sure. Right? And uh, they have some understanding of, okay, that's the fool, and this is the emperor, and you know, like, even if they can't name the cards, they still have some familiarity. It's sure. like they've heard it, they've seen it on TV, right. you know? So there's a lot about the tarot cards in the, in the public. Yeah, it's just not everybody understands how they actually work, which is why we're having you yes. here, which is why some people... Uh, offer courses on this yes just to help people to, to get a better understanding yeah. Yeah. And, and I I don't teach like I said I'm 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 a hobbyist I don't I don't I'm not here to teach oracles uh, oracle cards or or um or tarot I'm just it's like giving information about yeah know. giving a better understanding of yeah them. Mm -hmm. So what are the spiritual benefits of tarot and oracle cards they are very much something that it helps you go deeper without having to like meditate for half an hour okay. or something like sure. that. It's almost like they're a shortcut in a way and not, yeah. but not in a bad way. No, you can get the answer right now. Yes, exactly. Now, they do still take a little tuning in. I mean, if you're in a, a, a massively agitated state, I would advise you calming down and breathing a little bit uh, and, and bringing your system into a quieter space before pulling cards. As long as you are in a an equal uh, balanced state i mean i i did a reading for my brother uh, a little while ago and he just flipped them he just like he just like pulled them like automatic but the reading was exactly what he needed so wow. it's not like something that you need to like be in deep meditative state to do but i would recommend that you be in a stabilized state if you're going to pull cards sure sure well google uh, i mean it's it's more like google you know because google everybody wants to google everything in this 21st century and they want their answer right now they don't want to have to wait for it they don't mm -hmm. want to have to go through something to to get their answer they want to get it right now so if they can go to someone right now who can sure why not so the other thing that you can do is you can use them like i said kind of like portals um if you just draw like one tarot card for a week and say you drew the hero fan well maybe you need some wisdom maybe you need some guidance in the week and so maybe you put that tarot card someplace safe where you see it Maybe you put it on the coffee table or maybe you put it um, on your bedside stand or someplace where you see it. And you you just when you see the card, you remind yourself that you have your, the guidance and the wisdom you need. Sure. Um, so it's kind of you could almost use it like that as well. And some and um, this, the tarot handbook talks about that. So you could use it in multiple ways. And some some of them, you know, you could make up your own way of using it. Really, truly, it, there's nothing that says there's rules to say it has to be this way. There's a traditional way to do it. But that's just the traditional way. <laughs> Are you going to be staring down your your deck of cards from across the room saying, okay, tarot cards, I know you got an answer for me. I'm coming for you later, you know? No, I don't usually stare them down. Okay. I pet them sometimes, but okay. I don't stare them down. <laughs> okay. Not that I'm a stalker or anything, but um, just saying. No, it, it is, uh, there is a, a, a certain amount of, of shuffling. You don't shuffle because, you don't shuffle because the cards need to be shuffled because you'll be drawn to what you're drawn to, but you shuffle because you're kind of like putting your intention okay. and your um, your energy for this situation into the cards so they can get back. When I, sure. when I draw tarot cards myself, they have to hum for me. 
like they they actually vibrate okay and so that's how i know how to pull a car whatever works for you is is, is always good yep because so. what works for you doesn't always work for someone else yep exactly absolutely <laughs> all right i got some more questions here so uh what are some of the misconceptions uh for both types of cards that that like you were talking about earlier like the fact that that people expect like this gypsy with this you know crystal ball and this you know harem outfit yes oh boy <laughs> and and the truth is that people use these at home all the time like people there there are lots of people out there who who just buy them because they like them you know um and it's it's more about your own energy and what you're doing at this moment than something outside of you that's like this big experience with this gypsy in this tent right yes terry and i were watching a tv show yesterday and in the tv show there was a woman uh part of the story was this kid went to the uh to the gypsy tarot card reader and she had on the big lacy thing with the sparkles all over and she had her haze face hidden and she's pulling cards and he's and he's going oh no and then it, it it turned him it did a magic spell on him magic spell yeah okay whatever and <laughs> yeah and oh it was so crazy and that's what they will and the, but that's the part of it that's why i'm having you on the show because they because the tv and movies want people to actually well, believe that that's the way it happens and it doesn't that is actually a holdover from um eight late 18th early 19th century spiritualism right the gypsies uh, the, and all that and and the the showmanship that went into that because right. back then they were all about the showman it was i mean and even if you were a legitimate person you did the show because that's what was expected right because i mean they didn't have you know tv and movies then so they had to do a live showmanship to get people to, to, to bring them in yeah exactly and so now we're in a very different age and you know the your tarot readers more likely to be wearing a t-shirt and jeans than you know right. a turban <laughs> right awesome <laughs> jeans t-shirt and turban that's going to be my new look after today <laughs> well not minus the turban i said without yeah, the turban maybe. but yeah I like turbans. Uh, turbans are fun. Okay, but anyway, um, it, it is just a that that whole that is a that is a fading archetype. That is a that is an archetype that is that is going away because what we're sure. finding is is that our spirituality no longer has to be a spectacle. Right. We can find it within ourselves. Right. And we can do this for ourselves. Right. Um, Most people don't know that they think they they don't have any power or any control over themselves mm -hmm. when they actually do. They do. Yeah. And like I said, if, if the weeds get too high and you need a reading from somebody else, by all means, go find a trustworthy uh, Yes, yes. Reader. And that's another part because that's one thing you have to find, like you just said, is a trustworthy reader. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of people I know that I have seen out there that say they are good at this, but they're not really any good at it. Or they're just trying to get one over on you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and... Uh, I mean, look at Yelp. <laughs> yeah. References are important. Um, do your research. Do your research, for sure. Um, yep. Ask friends if they know a trustworthy person. Yes. But really, again, we come back to, and I always come back to this, is that your intuition will tell you whether they're bullshitting you or not. Right. As long yes. as you're tuned in. Um, because if you have a good reader... That's the part, as long as you're tuned as in. As long as you're tuned in. Not everyone yeah. is tuned in, so yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as you're tuned in, and, and I my my wish is that more and more people get tuned in all the time, then you you can tell if you're if you're if you're flowing with this, if they're actually beating your energy, or if they're just throwing out you know the yeah, the, the the 
leftover breakfast they had this morning. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the reason why we do this show, to try to get more people tuned into this world and stop walking around like, you know, like the, the, the world calls you, you know, the herd mentality. Or mm-hmm. They want you to believe you're just sheep or you're just cattle. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to believe that way. No, no. absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. And that's uh, that's part of the journey that, that this helps to open for people yes. in a very uh, easily accessible way. Hi, I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Are you unsure of the path your life is taking? Do you need spiritual advice? Come book a reading with me and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com What does the message uh, that's being conveyed to people, what, what, what is it about the cards that you're trying to convey with this message? I think like we were just talking about, follow your own intuition. Yes. And, and I, I find that is like life theme for me because I didn't when I was younger. And me it landed me in a shitload of trouble. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was not a happy place to be. We were not following the correct path. Yes, exactly. And it was it was like pulling teeth. It was like walking on thorns. It was just awful. Right. We didn't learn lessons very well because we just kept doing the same, you know, things that don't work for us over and over, over and over, over again. again. Right. And it kept getting worse, right? Right. When I came to my breaking point, which uh, for me that was very physical, um, I, I collapsed shortly after I graduated college with, uh, with Lyme disease. I didn't know I had that then. It was a, it was a wake up call to me that I couldn't be doing what everybody else was telling me right. because it was killing me quite right. literally, right. and that I had to find my own way. Right. And so I have spent a lot of time tuning into myself and knowing myself. And it that sounds a little scary, you know, because people people have this perception of them. Again, I was talking to one of my brothers, and he's like, you know what? when there's the Beauty and the Beast story, everybody associates themselves with the Beast. Everybody thinks yes. that they're, they're this terrible person, you yes. know? I mean, even the nicest people, <laughs> yes. they see themselves that way. Whereas when you are tuning into yourself, into your heart space, into your connection with spirit, you begin to open the beauty of your soul. Yes. And that's a better place to be. And it's not like um, there isn't shadow. There is, yeah. but when you but when you begin to integrate it, when you begin to face it, you say, oh, okay, well, that's why I did that, that I wasn't did it, do that because I was a bad person. I did that because I was frightened, or I did right. that because I was off guard, or I did that because of this programming that I had when I was a child. I'm not a bad person. I just am following something that's not me. Absolutely, the programming, <laughs> because the world teaches you these things. They, they want you to believe that you're not good enough, that you... To become your own worst critic, your own worst mm-hmm. enemy. They they want you to believe in these things because that's what the world does because they want you to be able to re- rely on them for everything where we need to discover for ourselves that we can rely on ourselves for these things. But yes. And we have to figure it out and stop. We need to, to teach ourselves differently and stop going with the teaching that's been going on for thousands of years because it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, there is a lot of truth in some of the old scriptures, but... It is a thing where it has been misinterpreted, it has been abused, it has yes. been uh, wrenched in ways. And and again... For it, power and control. For power and control. And, and a lot of it you, you can discard, and, and this you can say, okay, that resonates. I understand now what that means to me. 
and you can you can use it if if it if it's if it's something that resonates that you understand as something that is part of your soul's truth. Yes. But it is not something that should be enforced on anyone. Right. <laughs> right, because you still have a choice. You but you have to go with what choices that you feel are best for you. Yeah. So it is that message of the intuition that I really think these these oracle cards, the tarot decks, they, they open up and I would encourage more people to to become hobbyists if they're interested in spirituality to, to explore. Sure, um, give them another avenue to, to look down. Yeah, yeah, like like you said, the pendulum for you was another yes. avenue. And so um, just to be open to that, yeah. yeah. And just to play. Yep. Awesome. Well I know I learned a lot and I think my my audience is gonna learn a lot from this and uh, so I want to thank you, my guest, Miriam Dow, for coming on the show today. I hope you had a good time. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we always have a good time when we're together anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, And I'd like to thank everybody else for coming in and tuning in today. Again, this is, uh, this is Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me. I hope you have a great day. Be good. Don't do any stupid shit. <laughs> Thanks for watching, and we will see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.